We're recording the podcast, and the last episode, 116, is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Here it goes. Oh, oh, it's posted. That that episode is live. That's how fast wow. we are here. We're a minute and a half away, two minutes away from that last one. Wow. That's a fucking fast... To... No, I'm kidding. I don't All care. I have to say to that is... Dylan! You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Right. Did I not save that to perfection right there? Very, very nicely done. Right. I need to test the last episode. Is it fine? Jake Busey. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't do that. Anyway, um, welcome to LIW Anthology Series Review Episode 117, Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction 308. Dick, you're ahead by five points, 33 to 28. I feel confident. I feel pretty good. This is episode 308 of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. I, I, I am the LeBron James of oh. Beyond Belief Factor yeah. Fiction. I want to make fun of you, but you're ahead by five points, and we've only done 52 stories. Exactly. So, yeah. No, 50 stories. 50. All right. So, let's get into this. We, we've done 50? Oh, 50 times you so know, ten, divided ten by five episodes. so 10 episodes ten, yeah 10 episodes yeah right yeah so this is our 11th time wow um because yeah we did 401 104 309 412 106 211 310 409 210 uh i lost track of where i am 304 308 11 yeah well, isn't it a wonderful life we have one episode that separates us it's the middle episode so let's get into this though let's do it let me start pulling up the actual episode so I can get the timing right here. Do you want to cover the first story then? Creepy comics? Oh, that's right. I almost forgot what it yeah. was. So you have the, the principal. It starts the principal from uh, Breakfast Club. <laughs> it does. Shows up to, to basically keep his medical insurance for his SAG, <laughs> his SAG uh, uh, contract. And uh, he's berating an artist that works for him. Because he can't tell a kind scary of. story. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. He's it's just kind of, kind of a deal. dick to him. Yeah, he's just saying, look, man, you're not scaring me anymore. You used to scare me. Now you don't. You yeah. lost your touch, man. Like, what happened to he's you, like, I want some, He goes, I want some more. I can add some more blood to it. And he's like, any piece of shit can add blood. Yeah, he used to be. He's like basically saying, you used to be something great. Now you're not. Yeah. You're in a, you're in a funk. You got to get out of this funk. And this artist, this British artist, takes it so badly that he fucking kills himself. Here's what should have happened. I yelled. Uh, it seems like you yelled at your employee, and he he therefore quits. Right now. Oh, that. I don't know why he called the police on this, but okay. Unless he's a, unless he's a millennial and he goes to Twitter to talk about all his bosses. I'm Peter Venkman okay. this episode, by the way. How toxic my boss is for yelling at me for not being good enough at my work. I quite quit. I'm going to quite quit. <laughs> quite quit is when you just stop working. Because that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, this guy clearly did that a while ago. Yeah. I wish he quietly threw himself off the bridge. I wish he quietly cut his wrists and bled all over the place. Yeah, that would have been fun to watch. That would have been more fun. All right, so sorry, and continue. He, well, that's probably, and then the cops come wake up the, the uh, principal from... Uh, Breakfast Club. He has a name. Oh, I can't remember his name. But uh, Paul Gleason. Right, right. His real name. I wish you guys' real name. I, I never can remember that. I didn't know until I looked it up. So, Paul, you're, you're not alone. Okay, we should know that. that. Between the two of us, we I should know. know that. 
I know. That's the thing. He's like the one character I can always forget his name. He's great. Paul Gleason. Yeah, he's in a, he's dead, but he's in a bunch yeah. of stuff. Well, he's great in this too. He's he is good. He's good. Yeah, he's a good. Except character. He's good when he's looking guy. over his employee's dead body, going, "Oh no, <laughs> that was yeah, bad. That was, <laughs> that was so, yeah, terrible." Yes, the, the cops come, have him identify the body. He goes to the morgue, and he's like, "Oh man, wow!" He was like family. <laughs> wow, yeah. it's bad. And it's like when we. At the same time, it's like he did like the guy, so it's like, why is he haunting this 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 editor? Like, it's just like he wasn't that bad of a bag of uh, wasn't that bad of a guy to have you come back from the dead to torture him. Because oh, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. But flash backwards, he comes back from the morgue. There's a envelope on his. Okay, this is what really pissed me off about the episode. He picks up an envelope from the floor. It's obviously. Fucking filled with illustrations. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. And Jonathan Franks comes in with his abusive voiceover. Because he they... opens up a package of his artwork. <laughs> like, what is this for fucking blind people? They like I, I know. I keep flashing back to that VHS I accidentally rented for Okay, so it was a VHS at the library and it was Beverly Hills Cop. And I went, Oh, love that movie. I'm going to check out this uh, VHS. And I get it home and I realize, I look at the front and it goes, um, what is it? For the visually impaired. And I go, I can't imagine that applies. Axel Foley sticks the banana in the tailpipe of the car in front of him. It is not funny to the people that find the banana in the tailpipe. Like, that's what it was. It was insanity. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I lost my fucking mind. It was somebody describing in a bad microphone quality the movie that you're watching, which if you're blind, you can't see. And I'm like, why not? Why is this on VHS then? Make it an audio tape. Why is right, this? Yeah, exactly. Why put this in on your TV? You have to turn the TV on to play this, to hear it. What is the that advantage they here? Could, they could sell that tape to a blind man. <laughs> And make more money off for of it. fifty That's grand. How is it worth hiring that actor to go? Axel Foley has snuck aboard the. You know. What? Well, according to you, the the quality of Axel Foley theme play like they're not deaf. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Did you put the banana? You didn't find it funny putting the banana in the tailpipe. But it's just funny because that's Come how on, far brother. I got into the VHS before I stopped it. Was Axel Foley sneaks around and we're like, oh, okay, this is funny, but no, <laughs> done. You know what's better than that? Uh, my buddies had the uh, Hustler, um, Dear Hustler letters, but for the blind. So it was an audio book, basically. But it was like the, the computer voice was so funny. Yes, you, the way it, because it was like an AI voice. So it didn't pronounce words properly. So it would say, he came down on my pussy. <laughs> like, what? It was so funny. It was so ridiculous. It I... was just like the dirtiest <laughs> shit. But it was like not correctly pronunciated. So enunciated. So it was like, he would go down on my pussy. I just want to find a clip of so what, I, what I heard, but I can't. Oh, you can probably find it, I'm sure. Visually, I, visually impaired Axel Foley. I, I looked it up. So, nothing. Yes. Oh sorry. my God. So okay. So you got uh, uh, Paul Gleason. He's looking at the artwork. 
it's from the dead artist. It's basically going scene by scene what we just saw, and then it's like he sees, oh my god, he drew his own his own suicide. You what a sick sicko. fuck. And then like he goes, wait a minute, he's got a picture of me in the coroner's office. How did he know it would be there? Duh. And then uh, next picture, he's sitting in a chair across from him, and he's like, you know, he's, it looks like he's got seaweed on him, and he's a drowned victim, and he goes, basically, hey, Paul Gleason, am I scaring you now? Am I drawing scary now? <laughs> and then Paul Gleason goes, <laughs> he dies of a heart attack. And then that's the episode. That's, and it's a fact or fiction. I think we both said fiction. We both said fiction. I, there's no way this is fact. Uh, because I was guessing what was going to happen. And so I was like, this is a writer's episode. Yeah. It's time to take a look back at our stories and find out which ones are inspired by actual events and which ones are works of fiction. Tell me, Johnny. Now let's look back at the story of the cartoonist who haunted his publisher and scared him to death. The I'm guy? Not I'm not seeing the video, though. The, oh, shit. Sorry. You're right. Share the video. I want to watch it. The guy didn't do anything wrong. He was kind of a dick to his employee. Yeah. Like I said, worst case scenario, the guy quits. End of yeah. end of plot. Right. Factor fiction. Kip. What do you think, Kip? Scary enough for you? Are you scared yet, Kip? Did you think this one was simply too far out to really have happened? We based this story on an actual occurrence that took place in the late 60s. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's bullshit. All right. So we're wrong on that one somehow. Wow. That's horrible. All right. So I'll go next. Uh, Next was Louis the Dip. This one is... What is that cartoon character where he's like... Oh, I don't even... Like, it's a dog. Do you remember... Got the mopey voice and he's yeah, droopy yeah. the blah blah blah. Droopy the dog. Is it called Droopy, droopy. the dog? I droopy the dog. It's the human equivalent of that character. Yeah. Uh, my and he says like my uncle was my uncle was was, was the world renowned pickpocket and then but first Jonathan Franks does his uh free word rap section. Yes, he does. Petey the pirate picked a pack of pick and he does this whole thing. But this is a guy, and he he over here he goes to the same bar and robs the same people, while talking about how he has two strikes, and the third strike he goes to prison for life. But he keeps going to the same bar, the same like yeah. local dive bar. Yeah. And he hears a guy over he overhears a guy going, "I won four million dollars on my my lottery ticket. It's right here in my wallet." Yep, yep. And so he's like, "Yeah, he's not going there." And he runs into him, grabs his wallet. Goes home to his slam piece, who comes out in a fuck in like a leopard skin. And by the way, the robe. Beyond, beyond belief, fact of fiction continues the trend of thank you bedrooms. Uh, not believing in bedrooms because the, the bed is in the living room in the kitchen. That's the bed is seven feet away from the from the uh, refrigerator. With towels or blankets hanging. There's on a it. blanket hanging on the side of the fridge and a towel or no a rug so hanging on the wall. The bed is right there. But there's an open door, as if to say they have a bedroom there, but don't keep the bed in there. Right, yeah. It's it's a lot to take in, but at least we're not in the same set that we are in the next episode. Yeah. Because that's the same set from the previous time we did this show, episode three or four, from the right. email episode. Um, anyway, 
he puts the ticket in a little thing on top of the top of the refrigerator, which is again seven feet away from the from the bed. He sits in a chair and stares at the fridge all night. And his slant piece, come, slant piece comes out, and she's like, "Did you fall asleep down here? Why did you do that? That's weird." He's like, "Yeah, I want to keep my eye on this ticket." And the ticket's gone. He can't find it. Where's my ticket? Where are you put? You stole my ticket. And I was like, "Well, she took it. She's gonna fuck him over." I'm thinking like a plot wise. No. He goes back to the bar to steal some lady's purse and the, gets caught the same, by the... The same bar he always goes yes. to. Yes. He's not a very good thief. He's terrible. But he gets caught. You don't, sh- you don't shit where you live. Unsurprisingly, he gets caught and arrested. And the ticket is in his wallet, which wasn't there before. And who cares? Um, it was so stupid and boring that we both said fact. Yes. So let's find out if we were... Well, now I don't know what to believe. Yeah, let's find out if we were right. How about the story of the pickpocket who lifted a lottery? True or false? Hey, look, look, easy, easy, take it easy. We're police officers and you're under arrest for pickpocket. Oh, you are out of your mind. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where did this come from? Empty pockets and greasy's an idea. If you guessed this one was totally made up, we got you. According to our research, this would happen to a pickpocket in New Jersey. There you go. Told you. All right. We hey. Got one. Woo, score. All right. We got that one. So one to one. Boom. boom. All right. Go ahead with the whaling. Whaling. We got a, a famous writer who just <laughs> bought a house with his wife, and they can't sleep at night because they keep hearing whaling. And it's an old house where a. a a gangster got shot in his living room. Bootlegger. In like the 30s. A bootlegger got shot in his living room in the 30s. And then the, you know, the writer's like, well, whatever, honey. I'm going to go to work. You go to your work, and I'll be typing my book, whatever it is. So he's typing his book, and he hears the wailing again. And he goes to the bookcase, and he finds a latch. He goes behind a fake door into a, a sub, I guess, a subterranean uh, secret room with no oxygen. And it closes, he finds a little girl in there and goes, oh, little girl, we're going to save you. Flash forward, the wife's home, she calls the cops saying, my husband is missing. He left. I don't know where he is. He's missing. Well, you know, it hasn't been 24 hours and all of a sudden they hear like a whimpering from the from the uh, wall. Says, What's that? Says, Come over here. And they open it up and there comes the, the husband, falls out of the room. And he goes, there's a little girl. He was passed out. I passed out. There's a little girl in there. Little girl, we got to save her. And they go into the room, and the little dead girl's in the corner, skeleton in an awkward position, awkward sitting position, which I don't think she could manage if she was alive. But sure, why not? No, she starved to death and sat there, apparently. She sat there just being like, Just accepted it. This is bullshit. I'm going to haunt this place. I really wanted the uh, ending with uh, Stephen Lang from, uh, what's it called, where he plays a blind guy? Oh, uh, I finally watched that. Uh, just uh, um, don't breathe. Don't breathe. Love that yeah, movie. Yeah, I saw that. I finally saw it. Fucking it love it. Took me years to watch it. Did you ever watch the sequel? Not the yet. Sequel makes no. The sequel makes no sense. All right, to me. don't spoil it because I'm gonna watch it. It's on my list. No, no. It's just, I'll, it makes I'll get no around sense to, it. to me because it's, it's the they make him a good guy. It's like he's a bad guy. He has a turkey baser full of jizz. Yeah, no, he's a good guy in the sequel. But that's what like, I wanted in this what? episode where he. He has a dungeon there, and he didn't tell his wife, and she finds exactly. it out this way. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I called it during this episode. I go, 
whatever it is has to save them, and that's the mystery. Right. It's always exactly. the same fucking thing in these episodes. It's blah, 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 yeah. spooky, spooky. Oh, no, it saved us. Thank you, spooky, spooky. Every spooky, single episode. Spooky. Unless it's the bad right. guy, in which case it's, oh, it caught me. Oh, it finally right. gave me my comeuppance. Like, Eddie, what's his right. name from American Pie and that? That was a Twilight. Right. That was a Twilight's an episode. I remembered. Like, that was fiction. <laughs> that was a Twilight's an episode. Okay, so Close the point thing. is, you get those comeuppance episodes as well, but yeah, ninety-five percent of them are the spooky, spooky ended up saving me. Spooky, spooky. Yeah. What do we vote on this? Um, I think. Oh, uh, this is our separation. You, oh, okay. You voted fact. I voted yes, fiction. All right, let's find out. This is exciting. This is the only one we're different on. What did you think about the story of the mystery writer who became a part of a real-life mystery? Was it true or false? Maybe we should stay in a hotel. I just She's out of this so quick. You still think it's the wind, Brenda? Frank, this house is not haunted. Why is she wearing Did you think this story was top? too strange to be true? Well, research tells us that a similar Fuck. story happened in the Midwest in the early 80s. What about I hate this show. This is my idea. All right. It's an awful show. All right. The landlady uh, was. I, oh, I, I, I had high hopes for this one, but it was such a disappointment. It was. I wanted the old tenement building in New York City and the creepy Nate, like Gary Busey and the hider in the house, like sleeping on the walls. And instead it was old lady with her dog and she. I think she has her thumb in the dog's ass, and she walks outside, and the nothingness throws over her pots of, of little dead plants, and, ah, and she drops her bat and runs back inside, calls the cops. Yeah. The bitchy-ass neighbor comes over, and she's like, I know I'm a bitch, but this neighbor's an even bigger bitch. She kicked out the tenant that lived here, and now he's after her because he died in the streets. And it's like, maybe she had a reason for that. I don't... What did this lady do wrong? You have a right to kick someone out if, the, if you don't like the way they're doing shit in your house. Yeah. I don't... Why, why is this episode full of people being tortured for no reason? And then uh, the cops leave, and uh, we, we had a whole discussion there about how I wish the cops would be like, all right, you guys get to settle this by uh, taking a shower together. <laughs> We're going to watch you guys kiss. Kiss and make up. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a mature I'm in a mature program <laughs> if you know what I mean yeah you guys are just mature you're enough in your, you're both in your mid 60s I want to watch this yeah and they keep calling each other old those two ladies and I'm like the yeah. main character lady is old the other one's like on her way to being there but it's like 40 clearly a decade like, or two <laughs> younger than her right she's and the old lady's like that old bag and I'm like she's a 1999 47 yeah like she's uh, what's his what's his name? Fuck, I forgot. I blanked on that. Uh, Ron Perlman in uh, yeah. Perversions of Science. She's that age. Yes. She's yeah, she's not right old. Now. Anyway, um, uh, later on in the episode, she comes out at night and she sees like footsteps, invisible footsteps. Yeah, uh, Kevin Bacon from Hollow Man rape his footsteps. And she, oh no! Don't come and suck my nipple, Kevin Bacon. No. Jonathan Frakes comes on. He's like, she moved four times and th- five times in three years, and the footsteps followed. And we're like, see, that's what. Yeah, here's where that's we're horseshit. end. Yeah. That's I wanted to see that. I don't want Jonathan Frakes telling me that. It didn't yeah, go anywhere. Sure. 
So therefore, yeah. we we both said fact because it didn't go yeah, anywhere. Yeah. So right, yeah. But the tale of the footprints that haunted the unfeeling landlady, real or hoax? Come out of there and show yourself, you coward! I'm ready for you. Did you think this story really happened? Not this time. We were tracking lies through the mud. It's false. Wow. It's all right. We're not doing so well. No, we're not. Not this episode. Oh. Okay, so curse is yours. This will take you five uh, seconds. What was this one again? <laughs> I just blanked the, on The it. craft. Oh, that's right. So you had a, a bitchy teenager who goes to see a shrink. And she says, I'm a Wiccan, I'm a witch, I'm bad. I'm going to curse you to prove that I'm a witch. And the psychiatrist lady is like, no, that's not true. You're just being silly. I'm going to prove that I'm a witch. Uh, I curse you. Uh. He's officially like, halfway through this episode. Yes. And she goes back the next day to see the to, to see the therapist. She's like, oh, she's all disheveled. And she looks like she hasn't slept in days. And she's like, oh, you have to remove this curse. Ah, I haven't slept in days, and the, the fire, my husband killed himself, the cat got ran over by a truck, my baby jumped out a window, and uh, I have nothing. Please, release, release the curse. We're like, tears of heaven. No, Ugh. no, I'm not going to release it. You're a bitch. I'm just being a witch. Ugh. I'm going to the coven tonight to be christened as a witch. And so she goes to the coven. They have a big parade around her, dance around her. Thought there was gonna be some lesbian stuff, but no, it's a G-rated show. And then uh, she goes up to the Thanks, master Fox. Witch. She goes up to the master witch and she puts a hex on her and she goes, "What is this? What is this?" And then the, the mask is the lady takes the mask off. It's the therapist, but she's a good witch and she's been infected in a good witch coven, so she can't be bad. And then it cuts the voiceover. Her going, "I now became what my parents wanted." A, a decent human being. I became a Mormon. That's <laughs> yeah, stupid. Fuck this fiction. episode. Uh, all right. We both said fiction, though, because yes, we, we just assumed they ripped off the craft. And here we go. It's probably wrong. What was your opinion of the teenage girl who was tricked into dropping her evil ways? I'm a witch. Why can't my parents just live with that? That's kind of a tough pill for most parents to swallow. Don't you think? Did you think this tale of witchcraft was nothing but smoke? Our research tells us it happened in New England around the late what? 70s. What? Fuck you. So, what is it that Man. separates fact from fiction? Apparently a lot. Why do we things really happen to all of us that have no Here's logical the outro. explanation? The more we seek an answer, the more we realize that the only true explanations are beyond belief. I'm Jonathan Frakes. The stories entitled Louis the Dip, The Wailing, and Curse are true based upon research conducted by author Robert Trelins. For Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, this is Don LaFontaine. Dick Clark. Wow. With, his, with his clearly penis See? and balls logo. <laughs> That's my car! <laughs> yeah. I put the dick in Dick Clark. Wow. You had two right. I had one right. This is the worst wow. outing we've had. Yeah, collectively. I got to give him credit. That was a tough one. I'm kind of shocked. Kudos. Was, yeah. Yeah. That was good. terrible. Good play, beyond belief, from 20 years ago. <laughs> 22 years ago. This is from uh, 
July 14th of 2000. Oh, my God. Two, 21 and a half, 22 and a half years ago. That's almost. insane. That's insane. You know what I just found out? I was looking up uh, the principal. I already forgot his name. From Paul Gleason. <laughs> Paul Gleason. I will remember he was on a now. show in, from 2003 to 2004 that apparently existed with Ed O'Neill and Ethan Embry. Oh, that's right. Was it Dutch? No, it's called Dragnet. But Dutch is what oh, stuck in my right. mind. Is yes. This is 2003 to 2004, not 1990. Like, Dutch was... No. They're both on a team. I had no idea they teamed back up as adults. I forgot about that. That's right, yeah. The Dick Wolf. Tried to, tried to remake it, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, actually, it wasn't a bad show, I don't think. It's just that nobody wanted Dragnet again. I think it's it was got like, 7.1. Yeah, that's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize that existed. And here I am wow. looking at it. Ed O'Neill, Ethan Embry, teaming it's back probably, up. Eva Longoria is in a, in a big wow. chunk of it. It's probably good. Yeah, I'm curious because I like Ethan Embry a lot. Yeah, here's a here's a still frame from it. From it here, let's show this. Ed O'Neill is Joe Friday. He is, and I bet you he doesn't smoke at all in this episode. Ethan Embry's only in the first season. Really? Yes, he appears to have left after the second or after the first season because he's only in twelve oh, episodes. Ed O'Neill's in twenty-two. Oh wow! But let's see. Yeah, huh. so he's just in season one. Ed O'Neill's in. They have a new feature here. I didn't realize they had this. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. So he's That's Joe Friday cool. and uh, Embry is Frank Smith. What's the uh, trivia on this, if there's any? Or I'm just curious. The badge is back. Um, oh, the Dutch factor. Oh, it's 91 for Dutch. I'm sorry. I said 90. Wow. Yeah, still, Jesus. Um, Ethan Embry had to temporary bow out of the filming for a few episodes due to a sports injury. His character was said away to be caring for his ailing father. Wow. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Yeah, I don't the care to show read this. Is, this is boring. The show is canceled <laughs> from lack of interest. Yeah. just I never even heard of that. That's funny. I forgot about that show. There's so many fucking TV shows that came and went in the last 20 years. Like, there's so many. Question is, what do we rate this episode of Beyond Belief that fooled us so badly? Oh, I give it a seven. You're going to give it a seven? No. I'm going to give it no, a six. Uh, I'm going to give it a five because of that fucking idiot, Leo the Pump. You know what? Guy. I'm going to give it a five because of Curse. And Curse. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, give it a f- yeah that sounds good. Let's do that. All right. Um, yeah, let's get out of here. That, so our, that was a true story. Our next cool episodes shit. aren't until it's a month from now. We're doing this like once a month kind of thing for some <gasps> reason. Inside number nine, 204, Cold Comfort. And then I'm excited for this one. Episode 119, Freddy's Nightmares, 203, Welcome to Springwood. Oh, no. It's our first time doing that show. Oh, no. But, but on... Uh, I can't say bitch on TV. They can. No, not then. Not December 16th, we are doing Inside Number 9, 305, Diddle Diddle Dumpling, and Beyond oh. Belief 101, the first episode. So, you know, you got to deal wow. with Brolin. That's a Brolin episode. Fuck, I bring Brolin back. All right. That's but fine. that's it for the rest of 2022. We'll see you after that in 2023. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. 35 to 29 is the new new rankings. Wow. Shit. I suck at this show. I suddenly started. I got way too in my own head here about the show. 
I'm the Tom Brady of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. And I just divorced my wife, Giselle. Today. Finalized today. today. Which I, I hate that bit. I don't care either way. They're both assholes. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get he, out of here with every MRI ever. Yes. It won't play. Never mind. I don't have that audio apparently. Good. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Fuck, Fuck you, everybody. You, everybody. Good, night. Good night. That's how our other show ends, not this. Shit. Oh, here. I have a sunflower in my ass if you're interested.